This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is... You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. Welcome to the Andy Takes That Chance podcast. Huddersfield Town stopped the rot of three defeats in a row with a nil-nil draw at home to Brentford. Promising starts for Town's three new signings are Danny Cowley describing Richard Stearman as flawless. Coming up this week, we'll review the Brentford game, say farewell to a dear friend, discuss the three new debutantes from Saturday, look at those leaving the club and ask the question, would you pay £33 to watch Hull City versus Huddersfield Town on a Tuesday night in January? With me to discuss these points is the Christopher Columkos of Heckman Dwight, Richard Kosmala, and the also well-travelled Simon Copland. I'm your host, Matt Shaw. This is episode 54. Time for me to shut up and put some of those sweet, sweet highlights on. Jepson's there, Billy The goal for Billy Huddersfield Town. Back at the Rob Edwards. This the moment for Lee Fowler. It is. Take your place in Division 2, Huddersfield Town. Huddersfield got the chance with Clark to knock it through. This could be a chance to equalise. And they have equalised. And you know who scored it, don't you? It's Jordan Rhodes. He's missed. Steve Simonson clears the flame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears. Pete's got a chance. He scores. Town at Shands. Forest Jerry. Danny Ward saves. Danny Ward saves. Play down the left and Moy stayed onside. Here's Mounier. 2 0 Huddersfield Town on the opening day of the Premier League. Dequat was in. Brand de Gea. 2 0 Huddersfield Town. Gives a turn it into the pass. Yes. Yeah. And Tommins scored. Tommins has scored. One of the most important goals. 
Flatters forward. The Flatters got the better. Yeah! And Lauren the Flatters scores. Lauren the Flatters scores. Right, so as we get into the podcast, episode 54, uh, this episode is sponsored by Magic Rock Brewing. Uh, Magic Rock have uh, two tap rooms now, uh, one in Birkby, which is perfect for uh, pre-match, in my opinion, and then one based in Home Firth now, which is quite new and looks quite looks quite nice, Simon. Uh, yeah, so if you're out those ways, have a look at Magic Rock and get yourself some Dairy Freak. That's my favourite. But anyway, we'll move on to the, to the Brentford game. So I want to start really with the Brentford game. Uh, because it was a uh, a bit of a special day, Cosy, wasn't it? The the Brentford one. Do you want to just talk us through uh, the day itself and 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 what that meant to uh, those of you guys up in the box? Yeah, I think I've only just woken up from a, a junken airs. I think another night's sleep really to get over it and that as well. Yes, a uh, few of us uh, chipped in, sponsored the game uh, on Saturday uh, for on, uh, behalf of uh, Scoffer, David Schofield, uh, Andy Shooter was the kind of the lead behind it. was just an idea really, that was touted about uh, before the season uh, after Scoffer passed away and yeah, has uh, got in touch with the club, etc, etc. And that was the gap yeah, who sponsored the game. And very emotional day, to be honest with you. Uh, weird kind of day, uh, very sombre really. A uh, lot of fun afterwards and stuff. But I think I think the club were a bit worried actually because... Uh, when Millbridge have been involved with before with the uh, with the town, God, that was years ago when we played in the FA Cup against Dover, and we kind of took it over. We were a lot younger than a lot more boisterous, and I remember Scoffer, we had the banner hanging over and stuff. So I think they were expected kind of a wild party, but no, very respectful. I thought the club handled it brilliantly, and that as well. Really chuffed, uh, say Brooke and uh, Brooke, Joel, and Cameron were there, and on the pitch, obviously with quite a few other people as well. But the club handled it classily. I uh, don't know if anyone got a programme on Saturday. Some lovely uh, pictures and some lovely words. I thought the scoreboard was really good. Uh, another thing that was brilliant was four ex-pros turned up. Mally Brown, Brian Stanton, uh, Mickey Laverick. And, uh, oh God, I forgot who the fourth one was as well. But uh, One from the 80s, wasn't it, that? Yeah, and they were brilliant. Uh, the full day was... Pretty awesome, obviously. In two town style, we didn't get the result and the game were a bit drab, to be honest with you, and that as well. But the party went on. We even got a message from kind of Dean Hoyle, even though he couldn't be there. Revs to Cuba afterwards. Uh, wild party, really. A lot of the old songs coming out. And yeah, makes you realise what we're about uh, as a club. And yeah, well, we're probably going to talk about what we've not got on the pitch and, and, and where we are in the league, etc. There's no doubt about that. Uddersfield Town are a, a brilliant club for looking after its own. After the game, Phil Lodgkinson was on the stage and did a little bit of a presentation uh, to Brooke, who said quite a few words as well. Very emotional, really tearful. And yeah, just a fitting tribute, really, to a great man. And in a way, it's kind of maybe a bit of closure for the family because this day's been looming large. Obviously, we had the Memorial Game uh, you know, against Blackburn Rovers. First Christmas without kind of loved ones. Always a difficult time. And then... Game on Saturday, the 18th of January, has kind of been imprinted uh, in my head for a, a long time, and that as well. And uh, yeah, fantastic day. I've just got to say thanks to the club really for uh, 
sorting it all out as well have been memories forever. And I think one thing that's becoming apparent to the, the children, obviously, because a lot of them, you know, and Joel, Joel goes to the games you know, quite a bit, stands next to me in the south stand, but I don't think Cameron, she's only younger, and, and Brooke, I don't think they realise, like, the, the impact he had on Othersfield Town. And Sean Jarvis did a bit of a talk and that as well. Obviously, the south stand's well documented, but I think the best thing was that Dave used to kind of... You know, he'd say it as it was and say things, things that the club didn't want to hear. I mean, I've mentioned it before near, but just to even getting there, the runnings he had with John Robinson and the safety committee, they were putting barrier after barrier there. And obviously a perfect storm we've got up and et cetera. But yeah, beautiful day. And just want to say thanks to the club. Uh, thanks to everyone involved as well. Uh, sure they were looking up with a glass of red and that as well, thinking, bloody hell, Carl, and how did you miss that? But yeah, great day. And uh, it'll live long in our memories. Let the music play on. So Brentford, nil-nil. Uh, I think we sat here, well, we did sit here last last week. We are in Magic Rock, weren't we? But uh, Simon, we sat there and we said, point would be quite good at the end of the day. We got a point. It wasn't the most, wasn't the most exciting game in the world, but it was an imp- it was a vast improvement on, on the Barnsley game, which was a bit of a shocker. Uh, we'll come on to the debutants shortly, but um, in terms of the game itself, um, fair result in the end? Yeah, it was for me. Um, first half of a non-event, wasn't it really? Second half, it improved slightly, but um, still wasn't the greatest spectacle. Um, not sure what the highlights package is for the kind of the championship these days, but it certainly would have been the, the first game on, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, kind of as you mentioned there, really, kind of Carl and Gant had kind of most glaring of misses, really, that kind of could have could have seen us win that game potentially 1-0, but bit of a uh, nice to stop the rot like you say get a point on the board and we kind of look ahead to Hull now where hopefully kind of we can uh, we can improve further so really the, my only standouts from the from the game really were being late sadly because <laughs> traffic, <laughs> traffic on Leeds Road because he warned everybody at like 11 o'clock so on Twitter and thought no I'll be fine set off, a, set off from Leeds and 15 minutes late so running down Leeds Road with a child on my shoulders is takes a lot out of you when you, and then you have to get up there up the stairs to the upper tier as well I were absolutely goosed by the time we got there but I didn't miss much which was which was good um I thought we we handled Brent, Brentford you could see were quite an intricate nice little passing side technically very good I didn't think they were very sort of physical uh, not very strong so I think we didn't get exposed with I thought Chalaber and O'Brien played quite well in central midfield I didn't think I didn't find they got exposed or physically Physically, they got dominated against Barnsley, and they have done in the past. Preston, you know, other teams, but I thought they handled themselves quite well. And I think as the as the game sort of wore on, first half, Brentford had some some nice little interplay, long range efforts. Didn't really nothing clear cut, but I think first twenty minutes of the second half, Cosy uh, Emil Smith Rowe grabbed the game by the scruff of the neck a little bit. We saw a little bit what he was about, and he, he had a little good, a little bit of a good sort of 20, 25, 30 minutes there, didn't he? He looks dangerous, didn't he? I mean, he's, he's, he plays in that little pocket, doesn't he? Uh, had a great, obviously, the expect response in the game. He had some great seats over the halfway line. Quite interesting, really. I think, yeah, good result. Um, we did, you know, if it had been 2 2, 1 1, I think we'd have all gone away buzzing. But I think because the game was so dire, uh, I think we all kind of walked away thinking, yeah, point. But, and we'd have took that before the game. And we had the best chance of the game to win it, ironically, as that as well. I, the one thing I'd say, I mean, I. A lot of people would have probably had their fingers burned on coupons this weekend. I had that down for an away win, but Brentford's away form. I don't know if you've looked at it. There wasn't all, it wasn't all that to be honest with you. Did quite a few things with Brentford people during the week uh, before the game, and they were telling me that 
because I was thinking there's only one winner here, really, even though we had the new signings in. But they were saying we've not been that great away from home and that as well. And uh, again, a lot of pretty passing, but there were no real end products from Brentford. Obviously, at the end, he the thing that hit the post. But Smith Rowe, I liked. Uh, he's going to have to learn quick that he's not going to get the ball much. Uh, God, honestly, the one thing that's so frustrating is like anytime we break, there's one person in the box and Smith Rowe behind, and there's about seven defenders. It's just like. I think the point you make yeah, around O'Brien and Shalabar having um, or doing their job is valid in one sense, but they offer nothing kind of going forward, really. They shielded the back four very well, but kind of looking into Emile Smith-Rowe to do something kind of out of the ordinary to kind of beat kind of three or four players to kind of create something. One of them two, kind of, if they're going to play the kind of ball-passing number eight role, really needs to be better at kind of ball retention for me and kind of get us going in the same way that Aaron Moy did. Because at the moment, you've got two people there breaking up play. But it's tactical, isn't it? You've, you've heard da- da- Danny Cowley say before about double sixes, haven't you? That seems to be a more of a tactical thing than a player issue for me. Um, Perhaps, yeah, but we kind of just, just not, there's no one starting play. There's no one kind of um, getting us on his way, kind of setting up some kind of possession or anything, kind of just quite scrappy. And the ball seems to go forward and just comes back quite quickly. And I thought Brentford, uh, as good as they have been this season, and I've seen some bits where they've played really well, actually didn't pose too much of a threat um, and were quite kind of pretty in parts, but but without necessarily much end product. Yeah, so lacking out wide though, lads, aren't we? I mean, I, mean, I know it's been done yeah. to death with the wingers, but Kachunga, he hadn't bet a man for about 10 years. Uh, it was funny, I saw, you know, on that Facebook memories thing a bit ago, it must have when the games were on Channel 5, when we were, I think it was promotion year, says, watch this bit of skill. Kachunga kind of nutmeg the guy and went flying down the wing. I don't know who we were against and, I remember kind of sending it out yeah, on Facebook. You are, yeah, that's just it. And that just shows where we're at. But, yeah. you know, I mean, our two wingers that, that were not playing, obviously been linked with teams and we'll probably come to that later on. But it's just glaringly obvious for it. It just stops, doesn't it, out wide. We've not, there's yeah. threats down the middle and, you know, Smith Rowe, bless him, you know, did his best. And I think they'd been well briefed on him because he didn't get much space really. But he, he, what, what were kind of interesting is kind of runs. He, he did go into that pocket, that dangerous position, you know, where, you know, Defenders don't like to be drawn into, but yeah, out wide, Grant, again, substandard performance really culminating in his, uh, you know, bad mace and yeah, great result, but I I had about a lot of guys who went to the game, went so let's get this right, went into Huddersfield on Saturday and sacked the game off. Now, that's bad when I'm hearing that. What did you, uh, what did you both make to People want to be entertained though, sorry, sorry, but people want to be entertained and and yeah, I think Pozard had the best tweet. I don't know if you saw any of the stuff on social media at the weekend, but I think we can put up with that on a, a Brentford at home. But other people kind of took the view we're at home. We should be taking the game. But I think naively, I mean, Brentford guys were saying, we come and play. And now we're saying, them, we're not going to have a shootout. Huddersfield will not no. fight, especially on the back of three defeats like we've had. And that's going to be well. like basketball. Is but it? as an entertainment value, we had a lot of people there who obviously were there for Scoffer. They were like, wow, you watch, pay to watch that every week. And we were like, yeah, we do. That question slightly linked, actually. Kind of. Um, so, are you on the substitutions? I thought it was quite interesting. <laughs> Notebooks out. <laughs> Notebooks, kind of nothing to do with the notebook. Um, Hadish and I came on, obviously, in place of Kachunga on the right hand side. Um, offered very little going forward. Felt like it was kind of a, uh, a, a right back on top of a right back. It didn't know, but it kind of just signalled to me, kind of, that Danny Cowley was content with a point and happy to play out at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Similarly, on the left hand side, Bakuna came on. Grant got pushed up top. Again, it felt like another defensive substitution, kind of playing for time. A bit, to be honest, 
I'll, I'll, I, I, I'll I was just think a bit underwhelmed. I was just a bit underwhelmed by it. It kind of felt like it was setting up to kind of I'm gonna take s- a point at that time. and skip ahead on my uh, agenda a little bit here because I don't usually do that, do I? But I'm going to skip ahead because I'm going to tell us off for doing that. <laughs> I'm going to tell myself off afterwards. Uh, I think Steve Mooney is getting um, a bit of harsh treatment in a way. Not intentionally, but I, I said last week, I still think Mooney is a different kind of player for what he's been tagged. And I, I, Fraser Campbell's come back in. He's bang out of form at the minute. He wasn't good against Barnsley. I didn't think he was very good yesterday. He's working hard. He's he's making himself a nuisance. But it's, it's just the, the sharpness just isn't there at the minute. And maybe he has to play back into that. Grant's been out of form since maybe the end of December, start of, uh, end of November, start of December. Steve Mounier was doing all right for me up front. Uh, I don't think you need to play someone alongside him. I think he can play solo. Uh, he's not going to run the channels as much, but he's, he can hold the ball up. He can fight for it. He can lay it off. I, I was surprised not to see him to answer your question. I would have I would have put him on for Campbell. I, I take the point that Campbell's probably can't he can't do the ninety minutes for fitness. So. And they've put Bakuna on, who's got good delivery, hasn't he? He can get into good positions and, and create something. And we weren't creating anything out wide, like Cosy said. So I can maybe see the logic to that. But for me, the, the logic really wasn't to put Grant up front where he's struggled all season for my money. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I think kind of um, what we've seen quite recently is that one of our free, real threats, you could argue our only threat at the moment, is from set pieces. Um, Steve Mounier, without doubt, is a handful from those. Um, and, I, and I think kind of, that Andy King substitution at the end, it felt like he just wanted to give Andy King some game time, which I applaud when you're perhaps 2 0, 3 0 up, kind of seeing out the game. Again, Smith Rowe's probably not fully match fit, is he? But no, it's potentially not, but I just think how, how he, he can maybe kind of smash and grab a winner at that point by shoving Steve Mooney on, mm. play him up top, and if you get a set piece, you get a corner, then maybe you find a late winner. And I was just quite surprised he did that. And I'm sure Steve Mooney has kind of sat there thinking, what more could I have done over the last few games to, to kind of get a get at least 20 minutes. I suppose if we stay up at the end of the season, Cosy, by a couple of points, they'll just say job done. Yeah, and I'd, I'd kind of defend him in the last 50 minutes because like I was saying, I had a few people saying, hang on a minute, he's pulled up his stunts a quarter of an hour ago. But so I didn't have a problem with that, to be honest with you, because the last thing we wanted, you know, as kind of competitive as we were, were to concede a late goal and it's four defeats and, and what have you. And yeah, the argument is we're at home, we should try and get the win and I agree with Mooney how we're telling anyone on these shows that we're doing last week, they want to listen to that he was going to start and Grant, especially with his 45 minutes and hold off at Barnsley, he wasn't and kind of got that wrong really and that's well. I agree with you on Campbell. I didn't think he looked, you know, like say, match fit and, and sharp as well. But all in all, it's a good point, it's, but it's just, it, we're not, Wurzfield Town is an hard watch and I was kind of saying to Sean Jarvis after the game that it's, I totally get the project we need to stop up at all costs and it'd be an, a great achievement by the Cowleys if we do. But I do also think as well that people will want to buy a season card next year and think who's going to get me out of my seat and who's going to excite us. It's a really difficult yeah. one because no, I was going to say season card, it's yeah. renewal time almost. I've given it? up yeah. though, Matt, pretty much after that Sheffield Wednesday game at, when he took over. So it's kind of, I feel a bit hypocritical for kind of coming back the other way because if he keeps us one point, 50 points and we'd stay up fifth bottom then we're happy or fourth bottom but it's I'm just looking for a bit more entertainment on my Saturdays and at the moment especially on Saturday you're just seeing come on I was like come on some guys just get forward please someone it's just honestly at times it were like six against one when, or two it's when I had a ball out wide and you have to pass it back and yeah I just want to see a little bit more excitement really I think the point you make around season card renewals are really interesting actually so um you're right, kind of, I guess, within maybe the next month or so, something like that, we might start to hear something. Mm. Um, and what's really interesting to me is kind of what the prices will be. 
uh, we've kind of uh, been spoiled, arguably, over the last kind of few years. Yeah. 200 pounds, 250 yeah, pounds. Um, naturally, I hope the prices remain as they are for the coming year. I think if they if they do go up, there's a real kind of danger that, um, given the products we've seen on the field this year, that kind of numbers plummet quite a bit, but we shall see. Yeah, so, Cosy, you were part of the... Um the decision to award the man of the match. No, we weren't. We oh, thought weren't? we were. We thought we were, but we weren't. I, I got we people saying, you know, steam and blah, blah, blah. But no, I didn't give it to Toffolo. But I mean, to be fair, there were no one that really stood out really well that I didn't think. Well, I thought Stearman had a good game. We were just... Yeah, I couldn't have argued the, against the him getting it really. Yeah. Um, eight clearances in the game, which was double more than anyone else. He's, he looked solid at the back. Um, I, I quite liked what I saw with him. It, he's obviously not match fit either, having played... Three games in the last eighteen months, three league games or whatever it is. Uh, I thought he looked quite solid. I felt for Stankovic though. Did you guys feel the same? Felt a bit. Yeah, I just felt though we had to get him in, so it didn't surprise me really. I, I thought that might happen. One thing that noticed, I noticed, uh, was his how vocally one on the pitch, especially from being at the side on Saturday, which I'm not normally at. Shouting. Him and Schindler seem to talk a lot. I noticed that there was yeah. a lot of communication between the two, which perhaps I haven't seen. It. More of a leader than, than Schindler. I mean, the people lead in different ways, but very vocal. And it's interesting when you kind of look at Steeman's being saying goodbye at Sheffield and a lot of the things, a lot of the, all you're hearing about is this guy's culture, this guy's, how he's on the training ground. This this sounds really promising. And I saw it on the pitch on Saturday and that as well. I thought it was good. And I thought he tried to uh, kind of pass the ball out of that as well. He looked like he had a bit of pace as well, didn't he? And uh it was funny, again, the uh, Rambo were kind of grilling uh, Domino Duane, is it, I think, on uh, before the game. And they were asking him about uh, Stearman and they were having some banter with him saying, oh, he's coming to the end of his career. That's what Duane said. But so Rambo was saying, God, you know, 32, that's not that old or what have you. But basically he was saying that he's been great on the kind of training ground and that as well. And it sounds like we've signed a player, a character a player who's kind of got stuff left in the tank and, and one really, I think, is going to be a good fit for us. So, yeah, I had no problems with him getting the man of the match, but it, I thought it were good. Uh, obviously, a very similar mould to Tommy Elphick, isn't he? But for me, like, maybe kind of a little notch above. Um, on a similar age, similar profile, similar background, but just kind of strikes me that actually he's probably... Um, not maybe, as slow, is it? Not as slow, maybe got a little bit long, a little bit more left in the tank. So um, I thought it was kind of a, a really good performance for him, similar to what Cosy said, really, kind of... Um, felt for Stankovic, but not surprised. We've shipped seven goals in the last kind of two games. You've got to make some changes, haven't you? And kind of, you can't continue with that. Um, what that means to Stankovic now going forward, I'm not so sure. But um, yeah, you kind of see them two kind of being as a centre half pairing for the remainder of the season. But sorry, the one thing I would add as well, and it may be just kind of um, maybe just me that sees this, but it allowed Schindler to move back to left sided centre half, which for me is where he spent the majority of career, certainly at Huddersfield Town, and do think he's perhaps more yeah. more naturally suited to that role. Um, so kind of maybe Stearman coming in, allowing him to play a position he's more familiar with might have helped as well. Where would you uh, stick Og and, and King back in? I mean, for me, Og for Chalabar, King for Kachunga, what, 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 where do you think they're, they're going to be involved? Last week we said, didn't we, we were pretty unanimous, if Stearman comes in, we put Stankovic defensive midfield in place of Hog. But there's one thing on my agenda points here that I think the, the stick that Chalabar's getting from Saturday is, is incredibly harsh. I've seen... It, 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 there's no sort of in between. Some people are saying, I thought he played quite well. There's a lot of people saying he played quite well and there's others saying he had an absolutely honking game, which I, I'm absolutely sort of flabbergasted by, to be honest. I think people, it's, you know, Anthony Kate syndrome and, and people like that. People have made their mind. People have made their mind for the click through the turnstiles, mate, and that as well. And unlike you, I like to judge it on what I see with my eyes and I agree. I thought he were good. 
on Saturday. Yeah, well, certainly no worse than anyone else. It, it wasn't amazing, but I think he's obviously yeah. he's set a low bar previously, admittedly, hasn't he? Against Barnsley was horrific, and I think I'd have had him rested, I think, for, for Stankovic a little more strength. But he had he had a good game, but even though, for me, he had a good game, whoscored.com, the stats website I use, had him as our joint best performer, along with Stearman. Um just killing but, us having no wingers though. I know I keep babbling yeah, about Yeah, I, I go back to the point with the, the, the style of play as well because when we had the Lincoln fan on two weeks ago, he said Danny Cowley, the Cowley was all about the wingers, all about, you yeah. know, the first thing they did was bringing wingers, you know, exciting wingers to run at people. And we've got a hard worker in Kachungru who looks after Danny Simpson. Defensively, okay, he's, he's not that bad, but he's not going to create anything out of nothing or, or, no. pop or score a goal at the minute. And then on the other side, you, you've got, I quite like the, the balance Toffolo's brought now. Because I thought Toffolo's second half had a, a good second half. I thought he got forward really well. He put two or three dangerous balls across the box, which were crying out for Mounier. Um, Campbell, not quite there, because he's obviously dealing with two centre-backs and Emil Smith-Rose at 10. Uh, I thought he put some dangerous balls, and I think a, a, a full-back like Toffolo bombing on allows Grant to come inside and do more of what we saw against Wigan, you know, where he's come in and, and scored the goal. It's just the other flank, I think, is the, the, the major... If we have to pick a winger, if you say, which, which one do we need, right or left? I'm saying right all day long. I, I agree, but then um, Danny Simpson's arguably not doing the same role that what we saw Harry Toffolo do on, on Saturday either. He can't, he can't do it. He can't, can't do it. He can't do it right, but he can't kind of get on and put a cross into the box either. So that's making Kachunga's performance look even worse and kind of the, yeah. the inability to get a ball in from the right hand yeah, side a look even more, even more marked, really. It's a good point because you were on about the a couple of years ago so, when he was doing his, doing his thing and... Kachungal have had the dummy run from Tommy Smith. Tommy Smith was constantly on the outside of him, which allowed him to, a lot the, more the, space. The, the goal that kind of sticks in my mind is the one from Norwich, where I think kind of with Norwich away, red kit, Tommy Smith bombs around the right-hand side. <laughs> <on> the <header. laughs> um, Tommy Smith balling from the right-hand side, Kachunga with the header, kind of the goal. And actually, yes, Kachunga needs more end product. He needs goals, he needs assists, he needs to be better than what he's doing at the moment. But actually, he's got no one offering... Much on that That's overlap true. at the moment either, which is which is not helping. King's a central player though, isn't he? He's a central. Yeah. He's a so so how are they going to fit him all in? I just don't know. I mean, he's a, he's a good signing on the face of it, but I'm just thinking you've got Og to come in. I don't King think King I, will start. I just I don't. Uh, see, I, I think O'Brien starts that much. with Hog. I think mm. at the minute, which I think if you're playing Campbell as well, I think there's a there's a slight height issue from set pieces there. But I thought O'Brien did one thing. O'Brien did really well is when Toffolo bombed forward. O'Brien filled in at left back, you know, and they the moved across. I thought O'Brien's uh, positioning was really mature. There was uh, an inc- incident where Schindler had a bit of a wobble second half. He had a sort of a 20 minute spell where he seemed a little bit all over the place towards the end. Uh, maybe 20 is a bit long, maybe 10 minutes. And he sort of came out at one point, he got booked, didn't he, for a silly tackle. Should have got sent off really uh, for a second one. Um, well, could have got sent off. We'll sent off. Just on that, should. before I forget, I do think the referee was probably one of the best refereeing performances yeah, the season I've seen. Yeah, we've had some stinkers this year. And we have, we have. But and was, it wasn't, was the, fine, wasn't yeah. the hardest game to referee either, but I no. thought he actually let the play flow quite well, well and that's off to One it. thing which I thought was great was when Schindler came out, he came out with a back four, he went chasing something, a bit of Pete Clark style, and then O'Brien filled in really well, which then allowed Schindler to, to drop in and then clear another cross that came. And I just thought O'Brien had a, for, for 21 I th- or 21 years old, I thought it was quite a mature defensive midfield performance and I thought he did quite well. But to answer your question in the end, it's it's Hogan O'Brien for me, although I think Trev played quite well last week, but he's probably not got enough credit in the bank to keep uh, to keep rolling. It's a good point, but their boss possession, what do they average 65% every match? They came and had to go. We just packed the back and said, like, if you can get past us, good luck and... Yeah, the end result is a point, great, but 
entertainment-wise. How many games have you been entertained with this year? Hull City? Yep, entertained. I'm off to the deep. And then <laughs> Blackburn, maybe, second half. Yeah, the girl Blackburn. And um, then... But this, we've had some stinkers, but... It's been awful as, as an entertainment commodity in that as well. But again, get the project. The college have done brilliant to get us these points. I'm afraid it's just going to have to be dig in time for us fans because it's grin and bear it till the end of the season and then hope and hope it's. I yeah. think I think in fact I think if he it. gets a winger yeah. in, if he gets a winger in this this window, then that might change the dynamic a little bit. He has said he might potentially look to add more as well, hasn't he? I think he's, yeah. he said on BBC Radio Leeds after the game that he needs to be out now before there's more ins. Yeah, which sounds like the but, might but be. hopefully yeah. Diacabin and Benzo will move on and then maybe that gives him space to bring in one more. Than Benzo, I think quite lucky there. There's a big wage, I think. Is that a wind up though? Then that links and that that we end. I up. I don't think I, I I've not seen it come from anything too credible. I, hey, tell you what, Sky Spot, what's his name? Sports Po. He's getting a few things right these days. He's, he's <laughs> I'm still waiting for Dale Jennings. <laughs> he's, 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 he's nailed a few recently. I, I, I see it come he's up from him. Sky and you think, Sports, well, and he's just a Po yeah, now, isn't he? I don't know yeah. what he does. It's like Football Insider oh, or something. God, until that reluctant whopper uh, put stuff on there. I don't follow anymore. Man, you can't stand him. Mate. They block you. He's not very, he's not very. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals. You can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role in a given month. Over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Reluctant, though, is he? He's the, the opposite of reluctant. He's quite giving with his information, isn't he? But I think a lot of the stuff that he gets is fed by agents and it's used two oh, ways. Thing about, so what thing about Sir Calingram for Leeds? So half oh, I know, that was a, that so was a joke. Because it was a Leeds fan went... Oh, oh, if, right. if West Brom are interested in Carl and Grant, couldn't Leeds be there? And his response was, do you honestly think Huddersfield are going to do Leeds a favour by ah, sending right. Carl and Grant? Yeah. Yeah. I saw one interesting one today, which was linking, and I think it wasn't true, linking Leeds with uh, Naki Wells. Um, so Naki Wells obviously at QPR, but on loan there from Burnley. Um, obviously, I don't think there's any future at Burnley, so kind of money may talk, but very surprised to see him end up there. I saw a few teams mentioned, and, I, and the first thing that did pop into my head was, I wonder if we've got a sell-on clause. Which would be interesting to know. It's been an interesting week, obviously. I don't know if we're moving on to the transfers and yeah, what, go for what it. came in and yeah, what came out. It. But I think Phil Hodgkinson was the, uh, he's got the microphone, the White Rose Club on, on Saturday. I think it was very uh, biting his tongue, but it's, he's in, in, he were in, in as good as to me that there's a lot, there was a lot more behind the scenes that was bad than we would have thought. So if, I'll give you a good example where they mentioned, uh, so Rambo were trying to load him the bullets to be fair. So he said, oh, Noticed there was a Dutch centre-half that's uh, gone to Fulham. Couldn't even get in the team last night. And uh, Phil just got the microphone and went, what a shame. So that tells you all you need to know, I think, about that. And it's not on a, so, and not basically, on a price per game then, thanks. Because obviously the, the legends were there who'd walk over broken glass to play for Tony Brown, Stanton's, etc., Mickey Lavericks. But Phil was saying that it was just, it's great to have people who want to play at this football. He were really passionate about it. It was, I mean, 
again, it, that were quite an, an interesting <laughs> post. One, it was it from Ellen Benzel. I mean, just get not it's quite what it did. Carby put, put me right, and that when Congolo and, went, and, it Benza. Went, and I kind of translated it was you're finally out of prison, Terence, or something words to that effect, yeah. and it's all. When you see it played out in the public, all, all kind of this, it's there's no love lost. Certainly, it feels between the management of the Seal Town and, and and above, and some of these players that are not getting in. And sooner we can get them out, the better. But I just got the impression that yeah, we know things are bad behind the scenes, but I think there's a lot worse. Obviously, there's, you don't know what's true, but there's so much we've heard about people abusing staff, people not bringing in that people bringing in on physio, people doing this, that, and the other. I think it's a lot worse than I think if we had Phil after couple of whiskeys down him and that as well and he maybe coughed up I think we'd be shocked for what he is I think it's a lot worse than it we think I would love to get Phil back on here and this time have working equipment for him so he doesn't have to sit there for two hours but maybe a couple of minutes with a a nice room I've got some nice room in the back room if Phil wants to have a have a have a yeah. chaser as well the worst thing about the Congolo thing and this is the worst thing man on football I hope he does really well good luck Terence I hope you do well I hope Fulham get promoted I hope he smashes it and gets Fulham up because that's in the best interest of Huddersfield Town. You could argue that's probably in the best interest of our fans as well. Because it, it'll mean Leeds won't get up or whatever. But but no, I'd, and I think he'll do well there. I do. I think he'll do well there. But if his head, it's like yeah. it's like who was it? Was it was it Phil or the, the Cowleys? I think it was Danny Cowley said if his head and his heart are in the right place, he's a great player. Yeah. And I think that was also a bit of a swipe that his head and his heart wasn't in Huddersfield Town. But it, it, apparently he wasn't willing to play Championship football, but. When a, when a club comes in from the championship and offers you more money, then I suppose your morals go out the window. See, I put a tweet out but saying, you know, if he wanted to go after when we were relegated, why didn't he just kind of hand in a transfer request then? But then someone rightly came back to me and said, you don't know that he didn't. You I might have wanted might to go. Have been, yeah, I think he did. Because you don't know, do you? You know, it's like I'm no, looking at no, that thinking it had been sure. best for all parties, which is easy saying it now. But he's just always been disappointed. Obviously, had that cameo maybe his last, time at Preston where he were a debacle wasn't he there yeah, and Bristol City were even worse maybe sold out yeah out the river yeah but no I mean you'll never get past Congolo again he follows in the long list again I put that tweet out of town loan he's awesome sign him permanently garbage although this is 17 and a half million not a Brendan O'Connell 50, 50 pence uh, signing it's uh, ben, ben Thornley's the classic yeah. isn't he he was amazing you got mentioned last week oh, ben so, on loan he was so good that Crystal Palace mm-hmm. game he was on, I don't think I've seen yeah. anything like that we were so desperate to sign him I remember them weren't we but it's it, really sad it's sad isn't it it was, it was good really, and then it broke his season one of the reasons why we yeah. stayed up no doubt he broke his foot didn't he Ben Thornley um, oh sorry I'm on about Congolo no he broke his yeah. foot at Birmingham did Ben Thornley about 97, 98 a jacket under Jacko mm. and he was never quite the same after that and it was a shame really because he was a good player Damn dear Carby though, this sounds like, I mean, it's not been confirmed as we record on Monday night, but I think by the time people listen to this, it sounds like it's going to be there, isn't it? Not in a forest. What's yeah, some stun of that, isn't it, really? Uh, I thought so when it first came up and then what it appears to be is Sabri Lamouche, who's the manager of Nottingham Forest, previously worked for Wren, where Adama Diakabi was a player, but Adama Diakabi left just before Lamouche came. So I presume he's very well, he's very aware of what he can do, you know, in the French mm. league and what, and what he's about and, as I, every time I say this, sadly, Neil's knows this. We're recording on Monday night and it's uh, AMC night. So any, I'll throw this in as well. Anybody who uh, wants to know more about Andy's Man Club, uh, Monday night, 7 o'clock at the fire station in Huddersfield. And uh, Andy's Man Club have a website. Check them out if, you, if you're thinking, of, thinking that you might want to go along. So, Neil, every time I mention this to him, I say, 
and this this is true. This is what I read. On, on, well, I can't say it's true if I've read it, but <laughs> this is at least from what I know. <laughs> this is true uh, that Adama Diakabi was signed uh, to be Kylian Mbappe's replacement at Monaco on one of them, and and Neil always bursts into laughter when I mention <laughs> that, but. It shows that at some point from Ren to Monaco, he was held in a high regard. So you would, you would, that's when you kind of think, oh, Lamouche is very well aware of what's gone on there. So he must think mm. I might be able to get something out of him that Huddersfield. Hundred percent, mate. And obviously, they expect the social media vitriol. You're signing a bagger. He's a disgrace. Blah blah blah. blah. But but there's a player there. You he's got a point to prove now yeah, as well. He he's has. kind of had arguably 18 months out in the wilderness. Um, if he's got any kind of self-respect and aspirations of forging a career for himself, you, you could argue he's well, almost in last chance saloon. Get them, to get them promoted. I mean, they're yeah. in a really good position, I think, kind of were fifth before the start of the weekend. Not presuming they were on Sunday, so they're kind of up there now. Playing this week, aren't they? That game in hand. We, we so, saw yeah. last season that in certain situations, he's very useful. We saw in the Premier League, I think it was at the Arsenal game, and there was another couple of games where if you get him on the right-hand side on the shoulder... Of people, he's lightning. He gets in behind, and he can make real. We can make a lot happen. But if you ask him to use his head to for tactical reasons, he's useless. So if I you made the head in the ball, then if you well, I've never seen him head the ball either. But if you ask him to defend, track back, follow a wing back, Jack Hunt at Bristol City, he's got no idea what he's doing. If you get hold of Adama Diakabe and you get him to do what he does very well, which is a very small part of the game, you may get a lot out of him. Uh, I think my message to the town was: is don't be surprised if he does well. No. It might score but one similar goal, to Congolo, you, you hope he does do well almost. I think we all accept he's got no future at Huddersfield. Yeah. There's only one way his value is going to go up, and that's by him playing well in the next six months, and then yeah. hopefully we can it's offload a, him in the summer. Of don't cut your nose off to spite your face, as my mum always used to say. Wish them well, hope they do well, and hopefully we'll get as much money back yeah. as possible. How much does he want a career in England? That's that's up to him now, isn't it? If he's going to Nottingham and, and joining is that our a good club? Is well, that a good club with a good is. history? So. You know, quite like the idea of Heffley putting a big tackle in on him first day in training, though. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's if he can do it. He's always yeah. injured his Heff, isn't he? Just going back to Congo, can he play against us? Or have got the no. fear clause. We've got no, the fear can't. clause in it. He can't yeah. play. Which is probably a shame going past uh, some of his performances this season. But uh, no, he can't. Reese Brown's all obviously gone to Peterborough as well. I think he's played full game there. He's, he's obviously got to get up to speed again. Same thing. Mm. Hope he does well. And, you know, Peterborough take a plunge on him. He seems a very sort of Peterborough signing. You know, technically a really good little player that probably needs a platform to move on to the next level and maybe League Two to the Championship was a bit too much of a jump for us. I think he was diplomatic in his words with Carly, wasn't he, about what he said about him going, didn't he? Yeah. He said he'd yeah, be good. At I think I said something on, on this. For his development, etc. you know. I, want, I yeah. think on reflection, it was too big a step from the little I've seen of him and probably say the same of Josh Cromer, actually, who's kind of came into the team but struggled to really hold down a place at a time without any wingers. I think there's some differences in that. Uh, Reese Brown was, was apparently had a bad attitude at, at Birmingham but a good attitude at Forest Green Rovers. And I think you always find the true mark of someone when they're not in the team and things aren't going well for them. It's easy to be a good trainer when things are going well and you're knocking 10, 15 goals a season in. But if you're out of the team, that's when you find out what people are really like, I think. And, and I'm only guessing, but maybe he's found himself out of the team and he's, he's just sulked a bit and the cowlers have just gone. Yeah, it's a convincing thing. I had to check it one April the 1st, but I mean, you, you were saying the sources out the most credible. I, I was stunned at seeing that. I've, Thought I was still junk from Saturday when I saw that. If we could honest. get ten million from Benza from Bournemouth and have <laughs> twenty five million that. for him and him and Billy, yeah. and I think we are. I think everyone yeah. should send cards to Eddie Howe and Co down there. Oh, so I, they're I absolutely in the Maya. You know, I was under pressure. Probably might lose his job in a minute. So the answer that Emil and Benza. Uh, mm. No, no, I, I can't see that. I, I just can't see that. 
I could see maybe going back to France. But. They're struggling to score goals out the bottom. From what I understand, Callum Wilson's not bagged in 14. It feels like that's the position. They need to is, they've got an out. issue with Ryan Fraser as well, haven't they? So maybe it's come up because Ryan Fraser's, uh, I think he's not mm. signing a new contract and he might be might be looking to, to move away. Where so. are Manium and Screen gone? Gone to Swindon. Swindon. That's played, it, yeah. yeah. He played on Saturday. They lost, I think, yeah. but he played 90 minutes. So that's well, good for him. I know we're only one game, side and we got carried away because we won, but <laughs> that challenge, I love what he did there. So I'm like, I've... I've had on him on it, yeah, on that one game. That's up. He, he does playing well in, playing in a position well, he's not accustomed to. Um, yeah. Kind of championship debut. He was actually a full championship debut and didn't put a foot wrong. Looked like he'd kind of model professional, been there all his life, didn't he? And he's got a career, hasn't um, he? I kind of, yeah, wanted to be kind of quite quite optimistic about I guess. Yeah, so a, I had that sight on that, what you were saying on Radio Leeds. So no more incomings till we get them out. So if at least we can get, you know, if we can get both out and play some of the other wingers, it's been a, a great window, hasn't it, for us? If we can, if that's what we can get. It feels a little bit like Lee Clark all over does this where we're going, we need another signing, we need more yeah. signings. So it feels like, we, but we probably do need a winger. If we can get Diakabi out yeah. uh, or Mbenza, then I th- if if there's enough money in the, because obviously we've, we've we've brought several in and not really sent many first teamers out yet, apart from no. Congolo. So and anyone Herbert Bock on? I put him on eBay and uh, <laughs> no one's bid for him. And yet still got this time. There's still time if anyone's listening. Mr. Bock on, brilliant at Doncaster. <laughs> going once. Yeah. Going, to going, going, going not at all. Oh God, uh, and that as well. Get to see it now, sports to sort of offer him out, can't we? Big thing I want to talk about, Carlin Ahern Grant. What's going on? Is it just your striker just lost a bit of form or is there something more to it? I want to diplomatically say young players go through peaks and troughs and so maybe he's going through a trough. He's 22, he's a young lad. He's not done very well since... End of November, he didn't really have a good December. I think no, he's got that beauty at Wigan, didn't he? He's got and a good goal. It. I think he got two. Did he get two in December? He got a good one. He missed. He missed a sitter against Leeds, didn't he, with a header uh, in yeah. the, from the set piece. Yeah. Didn't really play very well that game. Uh, Wigan, he had a bit of a stinker really until Mounier came yeah, on and he got shifted to the left. Uh, and he's we changed system yeah. a bit. We we played four four two most of December and he played up front with Mounier and it didn't really seem to work for him. And I don't, he may have lost a little bit of confidence. It doesn't strike me as a player who loses confidence easily, but the rumours that his head's turned a little bit, but I think, I don't think he'd have played Saturday if he was still on the, uh, in the head turning phase. So I thought it were a bit of a vote of confidence from Danny Carley. Did you? Cause like you, Matt, I didn't expect to see his name on the sheet. Certainly no. you know, not in the first 11, but unfortunately didn't play his manager back with that miss. But, I know people know what it can do. Obviously, the goals are there for all to see, all scouts, etc. But it just feels as we sit I had God, famous last words, etc. Mark Stewart and all that. But I don't see him going. I don't. I don't see him not being a town player on February the first. I still think. I, what about the summer? Do you see him going this summer? Hundred percent. If he keeps scoring, if he doesn't yeah, score more goals, I think he's got he's got so much development. To, we said that when he was scoring goals, anyway, didn't we? That he's got his development I, to do. I we think, know that. I think town fans have have got too overexcited by Carlin Grant. He's Especially when we're describing him as one of the best centre forwards in this league. For me, he's not. He's one of the best goal scorers in this league, bar none. Easily. You, you can forgive town fans, so we've had nothing to be excited oh, about. Absolutely. God knows how long the one kind absolutely. Of but I think the key, the key is is to not get too down on him when things aren't going wrong. Because I think I think a lot of people can sometimes get a little bit high with people sometimes, and then too low when things aren't going well. I think you just have to carefully sort of manage. The expectation is he is a young player not having the best of spell. He's not for me a single striker up front because back to goal, his first touch just isn't good enough. Uh, he's not good enough at bringing people in. So what they've done moving him to the left really works for me. I would let him as long as he's happy and he's and he's working hard. I, I'd just let him play through it. Just keep him on the left hand side. Let him play through it. He might 
He's the kind of player who can be absolutely useless for 89 minutes, 45 seconds, then 15 seconds, magic, you've won the game. So just it does work out keep really hard, though. Yeah, it does. Well, left, and I in. think that, I know what you're saying there about you need, you need, you need a single kind of threat goal scorer or what have you. But it, 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 I just it, like yeah. the pressure off him from yeah. that. But from you're that, getting yeah. someone who can play out wide too and stuff. But I just think that from a month ago, people might just, people are desperate in January, they might just say, sod it, I know what it can do, here's 16 million, whatever. But at the moment, he's not in a good kind of frame of mind and I think that might put a few off hopefully for us yeah I'd be happy with that if, if he has a bad January people put him off and then come February he's, he's on fire again we'll think we'll all be quite happy with that won't we yeah fingers crossed Hot Toffolo were good we don't really mention him much but he were really good weren't he uh, on Saturday I mean what did he sign on Thursday yeah I think he had like half session. a training yeah. session or something Believable. Yeah. I thought it was good his interview were great on the Unsealed Town Player whatever it's called the Town TV uh, he looked really confident done been at Norwich, hadn't he, as a, as a grounding and that as well, like six eight, to eight years and that as well. Yeah, it's a little bit of England experience. Yeah, a couple youth. of loans under, out. Under 20s, I think. 70-odd yeah. gains for Lincoln and obviously thrown in for us, but I like what he did. I think that shows a lot of quality, that, doesn't it? Just a, you know, I'll play. Two new, two new starters in. in the back yeah. four, throw straight in, clean sheet. I, yeah. think that's, that, I think that's brilliant. I think for me, what we saw in Toffolo is, is much more aligned to what we'll see from Danny Cowley long-term. I think... We talk about Danny Simpson on the right-hand side. He had offered nothing really going forward. Very good defensively, but offered nothing going forward. And I think in the summer, he may look to strengthen that sort of, well, that right-back position with someone kind of with kind of similar traits as what Harry yeah, Toffler has got. Flo. Yeah. Not Flo. Yeah, and there's some added Jani whispers. And what you talk of seven million? Fenerbahce? Fenerbahce, Fenerbahce that's seven it, million yeah, lira, surely. But again, <laughs> there's so much said in there and, and stuff. I mean... I, I, he I've can read, go for me. Yeah. He's I've been read, linked with Turkey yeah. for for months, hasn't he? I think I think that might be a busy agent. I just read Peter Crouch's book, and one thing he mentions in there is that people just make stuff up. Agents make stuff up just to get some rumblings. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like I mean, and I suppose it's not hardly breaking news, but this could be just absolute nonsense, you know. But there could be some truth in it. I think seven million is nonsense. <laughs> I think I think <laughs> I, mean, I think the only thing we can guarantee is that between Profit. now and the end of January, there's going to be more. Rumours, more kind of rubbish, dare I say it, more kind of people making stuff up and yeah. kind of I think probably the next time we record yeah. a podcast, presumably after the whole game, we might actually I don't know think we've, we've done this business. I've got a gut feel. Certainly not I'd, I'd certainly not outgoings uh, but incomings I still see maybe one or two more coming. Yeah, I'd be happy with that. I've I've still got a bit of an eye on Steve Mooney to see what happens with Steve Mooney. As you know, I, I like the the character Steve Mooney. Yeah. He, he probably doesn't hit the heights he should do quite a lot of the time but I, I'm still watching him there there just seems to be something something I, I just it just it, for, for the Cowleys not to play him just seems a bit strange to yeah, me yeah that was really odd him. yeah uh, Barnsley came on at Barnsley and he was our best Barnsley. player yeah, so he did Barnsley. He, he, he created stuff, and I thought he deserved yeah. to deserve to start but he didn't um, I'm not going to argue with the manager he knows far more than I do uh, but there just seems to be something there where I've just it's just a gut feeling whereby I think the club are looking to offload him whether it's wages or whether it's Rate wages relative to performance, maybe because he's yeah. not. If he's banging in twenty goals this season, then it, then we're okay. But he's on what two or three. It's a good so. week though. It's like any workplace, we've all we all kind of workplaces, don't we? If you get two or three new people in, or like so and so, gives you a buzz, doesn't it? Yeah, new people, new chat, and that's exactly probably the training ground needed. And yeah. I think that's going to be good. Even if Andy King hardly plays any games, Matt, he's still good to have an experience. What Steve Gerrard said around. about him was really good about at Rangers, wasn't it? Um, with him being an ultra professional, so I think we've. I think with where things have gone in the last 12 months, we certainly need some of them. Yeah, just just on that, I think kind of, again, kind of quoting BBC Radio Leeds in the interview after the game, Danny Cowan said that, that like the cavalry had arrived, which I thought was kind of quite appropriate, actually kind of new faces in the dressing room and kind of actually the, the players that are in there kind of almost relief to kind of see some fresh faces and to kind of see some fresh bodies after what's been quite a, a gruelling kind of 
Christmas period, probably both physically and mentally for a lot of people. I think it sums up the, the championship though, doesn't it? I mean, we don't have to keep banging on about it because we know, but Huddersfield totally out of form, lost the last three players out of form as well. Brentford off the back of a great win against QPR flying and we should have won. We should have won the game, but it took us a chance, we'd have won and just bonkers, isn't it? Sheffield Wednesday got a lead, brilliant win, Ellen Road 2-0, guys doing knee slides away and going mental. <laughs> Wednesday going up, oh, what do they sing? W-A-W, what have you? Wow, 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 wow. Yeah, Blackburn, uh, five, Sheffield Wednesday, nil, seven Ridiculous days later. That, Incredible. Absolutely bonkers. I think one thing that went for us at the weekend, we got a point and the others at the bottom seemed yeah, to lose their good. loot and lost in the to Forest on Sunday. Uh, Barnsley lost late on to Bristol City, which was a good result for us because we, we needed Barnsley's little run nipping in the bud, I think. And um, the other one was uh, Wigan lost as well, didn't they? So those are the three that I'm looking at. I'm not looking at, st- after watching Stoke dem- demolish us on January, January the 1st, I'm waiting for them just to shoot up the league. Playing tonight, aren't they, against West Brom? That'll yeah. be a close game, I think. Yeah, um, interesting. I think Stoke, I predicted Stoke to finish sixth at the start of the season and they're a long way off that, but all of a sudden they're starting to look like a team that belongs in the higher end, I think. Why do we get fined five grand for Barnes? What a load and, we get honestly, five, was five grand fines being announced today, I can't believe it. Is that, for the, um, is that for the, the bookings? Haddish and I in Campbell? Phil and control the players I thought we, we did crowd the referee quite a lot and there was a lot of spitting, you know, vitriolic spitting and oh, whinging at the referee. Were sorry, yeah, I was referring to kind of the, the referee being like Sergeant Major when the Barnes <laughs> lad wouldn't get off the pitch. Uh, and, and, then, and then Flo tried to get him off and he turned around to argue with him. It's yeah, like exactly that, yeah. Time. And then he booked Campbell like, as well. Like, come on, usually. So I assume it was that, but, but no. I wish that. No, I think it might be the end. I want to forget about that forever. I think it was the end where Grabara thought he had a penalty deal. It was never a penalty. And then they all crowded around him and kicked off, didn't they? I, th- I thought I thought maybe the charge might have, you know, if, it, if it's not us, I'm probably saying, yeah, they need to get fined for, for the way they've handled themselves. But because it's us, I'm a bit more biased. But <laughs> there we go. Um, right, so I think one, th- one good point to finish on would be Tuesday night, football on the red button on Sky, if you're lucky enough to have Sky. Probably it's stream not. it. No, it's not. Is it not? Oh. Is it, is, even if it's not, is it worth paying £33 to go and watch at Hull? And uh, this isn't an anti-Hull thing. This is just a football thing in general. I don't think it... Uh, I think for the championship, it doesn't matter if you're Sheffield Wednesday, Hull, Barnsley. The prices shouldn't really be at 33 on a Tuesday night for anyone, in my opinion. That is 31. It's a bargain. No, it's only £2 less. Mm-hmm. I think, in, am I right in saying the Premier League kind of its caps at £30 for kind of away fans? Yeah. And I don't understand how then the championship can credibly justify charging more. It's run by surely, the football league, isn't it? Well, it is, but surely someone's got to look at that and say, it's £30 to watch. cap, I think, for away fans would be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah I completely agree. But surely someone's got to look at that and say, it's £30 in the Premier League, therefore it should be less, if not Redford the same. fans charge 30 though. This is the trouble. We're giving it out big licks. I don't know. The trouble is, where did you draw the line? 30 is a lot. 30, 30, yeah, I'd, I'd say 25's fair yeah. for the championship. And... Fair play to Preston, who charged us 20 is plenty. That was, that's kind of the phrase, isn't it? Their yeah. match day price was horrendous subtle because I went out and looked thought, are we just getting skanked? No. Yeah, <laughs> is that common? Is it fair? Is that? Yeah, their family their family uh, stand is 28. Everything else is 33. It's just nuts. All the other stands. And they've come up under some fire of Hull from fans of the other club who like to talk about attendances all the time for, for being half empty. But those prices and the sort of standard of football... Well, then, delivered. You don't blame people for not going, really, do you? No, but they're playing Chelsea out there on Saturday Cup. I think mean, that's like 15 quid, but I know a cup's different and what have you. But mm. one weird thing that I saw, though, someone put a tweet out, I don't know if it was an old journalist or what have you, but he was saying, ah, oh, you know, the place is on the up again, whole city, blah, 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 and there's a lot more people coming. So I don't know if they're doing any 
deals. It's, it feels like there's something, the match day prices are the stinking, but I don't know whether they've got an half year season ticket that were a good value or whatever, but they seem to be some kind of acknowledgement that they're doing something about pricing. But for us, for town fans, a week on Tuesday, it's... It's in January as well. It just feels a bit. It is when you got Fulham just like four days sell. after. And Very difficult well, sell. It? Hats off to kind of anyone who's kind of gonna make that trip. I'm not. I'm not gonna go. I might go to the deep instead. I love the deep. So yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> kind of leave it there. But it's uh, yeah, and there's gonna be worse to come, obviously, because we haven't been at Sheffield or, or Leeds yet. No, so. Sheffield Wednesday, th- th- mid thirties. Is it Leeds at thirty nine quid or something? Yeah, which yeah, is something like that as well for a restricted view in a ramshackle tin pot outhouse where they put you. Not for me, I don't think Ridiculous. that one's... Ridiculous. But yeah, if we were top at league, we'd sell out. So it's the usual argument and that as well, isn't it? Though? I That's always right. get that from Leeds fans. It's a fair point, but but then it's done it's and done. Really, it, it's about morals for me. It's you know, I, I just think the EFL or whoever kind of need to kind of take charge of the situation, really, and kind of kind of take the power out of clubs. They're fine, does yeah. five grand, so they're doing the job EFL. And, and Maybe they could use that five grand to offset against some ticket prices at some point. That'd be nice, but nice. I highly doubt we'll see that. No, just uh, it's a tough one, that, isn't it? But I think I'm going to leave it till late, but just... Yeah. Any changes would you do for Hull? I know it's it's over a week away and we might see a new player in, but you happy with what you saw against Brentford, guys? Would you change anything? Would you bring Stank back into mid? Oh, I think Hogg comes back in. Hogg's available, so for me, he comes in for Trev, despite Trev having a good game. Yeah, uh, I think he'll stick with 4-2-3-1. Uh, kind of his mentioned a number of times that's his preferred formation. Um, we obviously saw that in play in the weekend. It feels like he's got the place to do that now. So yeah, 4-2-3-1. I think Hogg comes back in and probably partners Lewis O'Brien for me. And then... Um, Personally, I would like to see Mooney up top, but uh, I'm not sure we will. No, especially with Toffolo raiding down the left, it just feels there's another, there's a bit of a supply line potentially that you know you could get a good, you know, it looks like he delivers a good ball. He has done for Lincoln. He's got a number of assists. So you you think you know someone who's good in the air, maybe maybe it's a route to go. Oh, the Fraser Campbell's used to be you know, was good in the air prior to joining us. He's not had many crosses to to feed off, but you know he's old club and I want him to be fired up when he for that. Yeah, so far. maybe maybe it's a good point to throw Campbell in against Hull, see what he can do. So, so. a bit of a no I want that after I didn't see that, but after the game apparently he didn't clap the old fans, but then he went on his Twitter and saying I didn't Didn't want to rub it in or something, didn't he? Because yeah, we'd won three nil so he didn't want to well. come over and Yeah. I suppose you in that situation. Damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. Yeah. All the way Fulham away there's uh, don't get easy. I suppose a good thing as well is more days on the training ground, etc. chance to kind of bring some of the new guys together. We look solid but I think to me it's about goals win games. Where are these going to come from? Where's his fire though? That's the thing. For just need Callan to. Yeah. I'd, like, this is why I mean I'd, I'd keep Fingers playing through. Play, let play Callan Grant through the bad form and hopefully it comes I out. Don't the think other you've side. got any other options. No, not really. But yeah. we have though because I read in a our program's good by the way. I don't know if you ever get one anymore, but I've had I've seen a few. I was recently. in it the other week and I got. Jaden Brown yeah. started life as a striker, you know. He did yeah, I suppose. Yeah, so there's his options. So. Jaden Brown. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, don't <laughs> Maybe that. not. But, yeah. I don't, that. <laughs> no, I don't mind him, but he's not sure about that. Anyway, anything else to add, guys, before we call it a day? No. Uh, point near a safety, aren't we? And, uh, yeah, well, we've got 21. Is it 21 to go? 21 points to go. Oh, should have <laughs> gone with so solid <laughs> crew, shouldn't it? There's a jingle for you to make there. Uh, Mark, if you get some spare time bothered. this evening. Yeah, 21 points to go. All right, so from MC Romeo Cosmala and uh, 19 Harvey, others. Harvey, 19 whatever others. his name is, the other one. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks again to Magic Rock for um, being our sponsor for the podcast. And uh, again, if you guys want to get involved with uh, the Welcome Centre, the food banks that Magic Rock do, uh, they have the two blue bins at the, uh, at the start as you walk into the tap room. Uh, if you guys have got, uh, want to get involved with Huddersfield Street Kitchen as well, uh, contact at Bradford Terrier 
on Twitter and uh, he'll be able to walk you through exactly what those guys need there. They're always looking for uh, assistance if anyone can provide it. And Andy's Man Club as well on a Monday night at 7 o'clock. Uh, thank you very much again and uh, keep subscribing, sharing and retweeting. It helps us massively. Thank you very much. There's a team that is dear to its followers The colours are bright, blue and white They're a team of renown They're the pride of the town And the game of football is their delight And all Upon the field of play Thousands loudly cheer them on the way Often you can hear them say Who can beat the town today And then the bells will ring so merrily Every goal shall be a memory So town play up And bring that cup Back to Huddersfield So town play up And bring the cup Back to Huddersfield Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.